Yo. <laughs> Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle Podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, we're going to talk about one of the most phenomenal albums to come out in the year of 1988. If you've been following this podcast, you know that we've talked about a lot of albums that are turning 30 years old. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about Don't Be Cruel, the smash album from Bobby Brown 30 years later. And I got a special co-host coming through. My homie, Eclectic, is in the building. We're two huge Bobby Brown fans, so this podcast was extremely dope to do. And, uh, you know, if you're not careful, you might learn a few things about us in this podcast. Now, before we get started, I want to apologize. You will hear some words being chopped by me. It's not by design. It's just that the signal went in and out and there was like a major category five thunderstorm going on at the time of this recording here in Atlanta. But you can hear me nonetheless. So sit back, relax. We'll drop the theme music and we'll get the podcast jumping. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the 12 Kyle Podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. And as I mentioned in the intro, we got family in the building. Um, This guy, I mean, he's been on here before. He needs no introduction. So, damn it, I'm not going to give him one. Uh, You know him. You love him. He Mm. actually once tried to dig his way to China. (laughs) Did. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Eclectic is in the building. E, what up, man? Yeah, what's going on? Um, it's uh, it's king of stage. Um, it is true. I did attempt. It was a group of people, mind you. Um, three tried to dig to China. Didn't make it. How far um, did you get? About five feet. We got got a good spud web. <laughs> That reminds me of a Bugs Bunny co- uh, cartoon where he, you know, he digs and digs and digs and, and he always says he, he should have made that right turn at Albuquerque. Uh, because, yeah, because you're supposed to dig and China's supposed to be on the other side upside down. That's where we got the idea from, from the Bugs Bunny wow. cartoon. And then if you if you go back to the archives of the podcast, I uh, the discussion podcast, the, the digging the story, uh, digging the China story did not end well. <laughs> No, it did not. I don't know if you remember how. It I, ended. Oh, I remember it. I remember yeah, it clearly. It did not end well. And we'll end. leave it that. <laughs> Yo, man, you've been on here thousands of times. I've been on your podcast thousands of times, and um, it's been a while since we've talked about R and B music. In fact, I, I was thinking back a little earlier. Um, the first time that we talked about R and B was. I think was your first episode, you know, about Mary J. Blige. Did she kill R&B? Which we know she did. Oh, she 100% did. No, no, I mean, listen, again, 
popular misconception that I hate Mary J. Blige. I do not. I celebrate Mary J. Blige. I am a big fan of Mary J. Blige's first four albums. After that, I don't care. Um, but I'm a fan. Right. But she did kill R.B. <laughs> and that's not even it's not even a knock on her because she didn't do it on purpose. It just happened. But yes, we did talk about R&B. We talked about it then. Um, uh, the blend tape kind of we got yeah, over into yeah, it a little, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and uh, maybe maybe another joint. But yeah, we we, we talked a little bit. But it's typically a hip hop. Yeah, typically, typically hip hop. But what well, what a lot of people don't know, or people who follow you on social media should know, you're you're a huge fan of R&B as well, and more more particular, you know you celebrate an era just like i do um and so what i wanted to get you on this podcast to talk about uh as many of you know who've been following this podcast uh 1980 was an incredible year for hip-hop it's the greatest year period i mean and, and exactly. it just might really be exactly. the greatest year of american history <laughs> <laughs> exactly I, I i totally agree um but one thing people don't understand is that you know that it wasn't just for hip-hop as well there was some phenomenal R&B albums to come out as well. Uh, I, I did a podcast earlier uh, on the new edition Heartbreak album. Um, the only thing wrong with that show that you did. <laughs> tell me. Uh, never mind. I ain't you weren't on it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, come on. I mean, how are you going to, you know. But anyway, go ahead. Well, speaking of new edition, man, there was a guy who dropped an album June 20th. 1988 this album is turning 30 years old this year the album don't be cruel the artist bobby brown so i wanted to get you on a podcast to talk about bobby brown's album now ferris ford (laughs) so most people or maybe they don't know that this was bobby's second studio album after being i don't know if you want to call him released kicked out uh, pushed he away left. from New Edition. He Edition. left. Um, so let's start right there, man. Because we got the news, you know, I don't know how you got it. I think I heard I got about it from it Donnie the, Simpson. <laughs> I think I heard about it on the radio. I mean, of course, there was no internet back then. What were your thoughts when you heard that Bobby Brown was going solo? On, uh, also, He's good to go solo. <laughs> um, right. So, uh, a little backstory, because people only know people that listen to this only know the hip hop side of me, right? The good side. Um, I'm a big New Edition fan. Same here. Um, but the thing that uh, makes me subject to public ridicule from my friends and family. Is in discussions of music affair, where everybody from my era, my generation, everybody has to have a favorite something. Mm-hmm. You gotta everything you gotta have a favorite. It doesn't matter what it. What is your favorite pea and that bowl of peas? You this one, the one with the butter on it. My favorite male singer of all time, to this day, is Bobby Brown. Mm. He's people ah, but he can't say. What about Luther? What about Stevie? What about Shut Up? It's Bobby Brown mm. because I'm a big New Edition fan, and from the jump, 
Bobby was my favorite and new addition. Got a solo on uh, Mr. Telephone Man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so since that is the thing, um, I love the, the Bobby Brown solo. So what happened was, I'll never forget, I was sitting on the bed, video solo was on, Donnie Simpson came on after commercial and said, hey, and I believe I was on the phone with a girl because I talked to girls back then <laughs> on the phone. And you had to play the music oh, in the yeah. background. Shout out to the but slow jams in the background. This is what happened. He came back and he put Bobby Brown in his little square up his picture. And that shut everything down. I was on the phone like, All right, I got to go. I'm about to hear some, some news. This guy probably brought my dude. And he had said they was no longer with New Edition. My reaction was shock. And then I was sad mm. until he said that Bobby Brown is working on his solo album. Then I was hyped and said out loud, New edition. <laughs> I thought I was done with Bobby Brown forever. I didn't know he was going solo. I ain't need them. It's like the projects, the PJs, and the rest of the edition was the two DJs. Wow. So, my meanwhile, not to make it seem like I'm some kind of gully dude, I went and bought Under the Blue Moon, <laughs> listening to Ralph sing Earth Angel. <laughs> but, That's um, the only thing I liked on that album. That uh, thousand miles away, no. Ooh, thousand miles away was crazy. And um, uh, tears on my pillow with um, little Anthony. Anyway, I'm a big New Edition fan. You got to, you know, well, it's so, too many fans right here, so it's all yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but now nah, I was hyped because Bobby Brown is my dude, and his first album, uh, King of Stage, has my favorite Bobby Brown song. Okay, on it. So and that yeah, would yeah, be yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Girlfriend's my favorite Bobby Brown. And then Girl Next Door might be it's probably in my top five. I love girl girlfriend and girl next door. Man, you can't, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So when you heard that, you're you're excited, you're so King, of, King of Stage comes out. Yes. Um, it was a good album. Wasn't as commercially successful as they probably thought or liked it to have been. Well, see, no but. Okay. Girlfriend was huge. It was. Um, and then he had the, the song 17, um, Girl Next Door. This was when he was going through his uh, Larry Blackman uh, cameo <laughs> cameo stage. You know, he was even wearing the Rick Hock piece in the Girl Next Door video. So, so now I didn't do everything that, you know, the next album did. I mean, Girlfriend was number one on the soul charts, but um, yeah, it was an okay release. Um especially in comparison to what New Edition was doing. Because you also got to understand that when he went solo, New Edition 
was still doing their album and what was that all for love Mm -hmm. i think yep yep and because all for love has my favorite new edition song and i'm the only person on the planet every new edition song is count me out uh uh, yeah but i ain't mad at you though and so the thing about that though is a lot of bobby's vocals was on All for Love. Mm-hmm. So even if you look at the Count Me Out video, Ricky is singing Bobby's part. Mm. So that's Bobby's vocals on the video, and Ricky is lip syncing Bobby's part because he wasn't in the group anymore. So, I mean, it's, it's a thing. But anyway, um, but then, yeah, then 80, 88 hit, mm. and and Bobby Brown was no longer with the shits. <laughs> and don't be, don't be cruel. Number one, so don't be cruel came out, but it came out. This is this was when you didn't know about a Tuesday, right? And you didn't know, you didn't even know somebody had an album coming out. You found out. That somebody had something that woke at our age when the video came on. Pretty much. That's how you knew <laughs> something new was coming because it was a video. Um, and Donnie would tell you, hey, we got a world premiere. A world premiere. Um, because the radio, you only listen to the radio when you was in the car with your parents. And if your parents didn't turn to the right station, you wasn't going to hear anything. Nope. Um, and if they putting in they Lionel Richie, and not even turning on the radio, you're really not going to hear nothing <laughs> until they get out to pump the gas and you turn it real quick. So, Don't Be Cruel, the album and the first single came out of nowhere. Mm. And that was like right in the beginning of the summer. Um, And it came on a video. He ain't even look like the old Bobby Brown, he was this was crazy the Don't Be Cruel song um, so much so I still, when, I, when, I, when I'm out, if I'm, you know, out drinking uh, with friends or not and, <laughs> and a woman is acting a, a certain way I call her a Jackie because of Don't Be Cruel <laughs> And one day, this was funny. This was funny. One day, I was we was we was all at the bar. We think was at brunch, and it's a group of us go to brunch. And one of those women she had said something, and I had a mimosa because I'm brunching, okay. and I, I I put it up in the air to her, and I was like, saying you ain't shit, Jackie. <laughs> and then it was like, well, I was like, I put a drink up. She didn't even toast. And they, it took him a second. Wow! It took him a second to get it though. I was like, man, I put it. I'm like, why wouldn't she toast Bobby, man? Jackie, <laughs> you gotta, shit, you gotta man. toast Bobby. Yeah, man, don't be cruel. Oh man, so so do you remember? Like you said, there was no <laughs> in '88. There was no rollout. No, um, no rollout. There was no nope. uh, special Free features. In, yeah, nothing. No, no. no. The Ironically, and music heads will know this, but ironically, I'm gonna say it anyway. This "Don't Be Cruel" album dropped the same day that New Edition dropped 
uh, Heartbreak album, and this was their first album. This, this was their first studio album without you know Bobby mm-hmm. Brown, and they had added. <laughs> My friend over there is not a fan of JG. <laughs> so, so tell me, wait, do you remember your, like your first, the first time you got your hands on this on this tape? Because I'm I'm assuming you didn't have the uh, the album. No, no, no. Um, it was it was right around Prerogative came out. Okay. Um. And here's the thing, and this made this made my heart smile. Um, arguably, New Edition's greatest album is Heartbreak. Right, my favorite. That's what almost anybody you will ever talk to. Their favorite album is Heartbreak. I mean, if it isn't love, everybody loves it. Love, they're gonna do the dance. Can't and stand the rain. Can't stand the rain. You know, most of it is good. Um. <laughs> This guy, and you take his face off on that. I just hate him. Whoa, um, yeah, yeah, okay, there you go. No, I, I look. I mean, that, that boy's the man. I mean, crazy. Yo, I mean, but you, you know, I meant to hit you the other day. You, you tweeted the, the uh, what was the video? Um, mm, uh, any heartbreak, right? Yeah, yeah, the heartbreak video, and mm-hmm. I watched the clip. It's like a maybe two minute clip, and Johnny Gill's dancing. Oh my god, god. he's fucking—he's dreadful. I hate him. He <laughs> should ahead, never should never been a thing. But what made my heart smile? What made me? What made me feel good? It's kind of bad, but Heartbreak is New Edition's most popular album. Mm-hmm. Definitely that, and it had hits. Mm-hmm. Love and Rain, and um, I think my favorite song is nobody's favorite song off there. Um, kind of girl. Okay. Okay, um, I can see that. Um, that now nah, where we all started. That that might be my favorite. Kind of girls, my second. Oh, where I all started is my favorite shit. Um, but the "Don't Be Cool" album came out, like you said, same day. Nobody cared about <laughs> fucking heartbreak. <laughs> you when when you say an album took. Over the country. Don't be cruel. Don't be cruel. Dwarfed everything. It had 10 songs. Don't be cruel had 10 songs. We're not counting the fucking extra cruel. And half of them were billboard slams. Yeah. It had five. <laughs> he ran. This is what people, and this is this is a, it's a different time now. When that joint dropped, he was still at the top of the charts in '89. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He ran it. He ran the rest of that year and most of '89. Right, off of one album. One album. Fucking crazy. When you man. say ran music, Bobby Brown literally had it on a strength. I mean, by he he strangled it. Yeah, he had Hands he down. had music by the throat. Like you could not go anywhere without hearing this album. You couldn't turn on a TV and not see a video. Um, it was legit the biggest artist, music down. artist in the country. 
for those of you at scoring at home, I'll just read to you the, the singles that my friend here just referred to. The, and the, these were how they were released. Mm. Don't be cruel. That came first. That was released May night May seventeenth, nineteen eighty eight. So that came out slightly before the a month before the album. My prerogative came second. That was released August twenty third, nineteen eighty eight. So so E, you basically got the album, got your hands on the album probably about a month, month, month and a half or so after the album dropped. Mm-hmm. The third single. December 27th, 1988. Then you go to the fourth single. Most now now for those of you listening, most artists don't get a chance to release four singles from an album. Right. <laughs> so it's four single, Every Little Step. That's mm. released January of 89. Doing good research over there by the way. And then he comes back, thank you sir. And then he comes back with the fifth release. The fifth. Rock with you. Mm. August 15th, 1989. That's a full calendar year of dominating the charts. This album goes seven times platinum. And mind you, we didn't count any of the remixes. No, 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 no remixes. <laughs> mm. I mean, so it, it was incredible. So th- that, like he said, 10 songs basically and that's your five and they dominated the charts I mean and again no pre-promotion no no hype that dropped and people was like yeah (laughs) this is what it is and and what what's even more amazing is that there was a I don't know how big it was because I mean we were little, but there was a segment of the population that really thought after King of Stage that Bobby didn't have it. And given the fact that New Edition had this new member, and nobody doing knew, interviews right, with the new group right. and everything, Bobby didn't know interviews no press, before that no joint nothing, came out. No nothing. So he comes out of nowhere, drops this classic album for 1988 and he took everybody by storm because nobody thought that he could pull this off so I guess my the other question I had is and it, we just kind of touched on a little bit what looking back on this album what stand of, of, of I guess probably a myriad of things what stands out to you on this album well I'll tell you what I'll tell you what what stood out is I realize where New Edition got their I'm not even going to use the word I hate that word got their <laughs> um, uh, I need a better word I need swing, a different word I'm not, I'm not using I'm not using that word I hate that fucking word Steez Stilo no Stop. they got their oomph from they got I, I realized that because. Mm-hmm. The outside of the end of Heartbreak, mm-hmm. there's no rapping. There's mm-hmm. no rapidy rapping on the new edition. Right. But you know, Bobby telling us about Jackie's telling us his his name is Brown and that's what they call him. 
and he's good to go soul. I mean, he's doing this tracks. Right. <laughs> he's good to good to go solo. Guaranteed to bust a stupid rock. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey man. It, it stood out it, it stood out that he made a album that had dance that made you want to dance. He also showed that he was a dancer. Yep. And he was he was the ultimate performer. He was the performer. Uh because you you gotta when Bobby Brown dropped, you had to compare it to New Edition. You had to. Mm-hmm. And when you looked at it, you're like, damn. It's like in reality, it was like if you had Hammer with the Temptations. Like they, <laughs> they try to do they try to do their moves, uh uh uh. And this dude in the back doing fucking the Chinese typewriter across the They like, yo, what you gotta go, man. What are you doing? Right, right. Because you didn't realize until after it happened, when you look back at old performances. He like, yo, he over there wilding out. Right, right. What is he doing? He's taking his shirt off, and everybody else got their fully clothed. Yeah, he's humping the stage. <laughs> Literally. So, also, what happened, this is the other thing that people need to know. Around this time is when my man started getting arrested. Mm. But not for selling drugs or shooting nobody. For stage antics. <laughs> Simulating sex acts on stage. Yes. He had men leaving their bodies mm, back back then. So much so, and we're jumping ahead, we're jumping around. But on this album, he has a song called Roni. Yep, yep. Which is short for tenor Roni. Mm-hmm. You uh if you believe in love and all it could do for you. Um but I'll never forget this. The video for Roni came from came out of nowhere. I remember I was I, I was actually on the same bed when I heard the new edition split. I was on the phone with this girl. I'm not gonna say her name. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Karen. <laughs> <laughs> she was making raisin. Uh, fucking, um, so no, but again, it came on. And this was, I was recording videos. Mm. I was on the phone with her. I was recording videos, you know, chilling. And the shit came on. I got the phone with her. I was like, I was Bobby Brown. I, listen, people don't understand. Bobby Brown's my dude. Right. right. Second time I got the phone with a female because Bobby Brown was on TV. <laughs> In 88, it would have been pause, pause, pause all over the place. Right. But, um, but the reason why I bring it up is because on the Roni video, it was a stage for me. So it wasn't a regular video. And he was on stage doing a show. It was like a live show. And on the breakdown of Roni, mm. he had a woman come up on stage. Mm. And to tie it in to what I was saying is, when she got up to him on the stage, on the video for Roni, he said, what we're about to do. <laughs> I remember that. You don't need no shirt, your jacket, nothing. And ah, she took it off. The brown bomber. And then she got up closer to him and he said he he he, he grabbed it and said, 
This ain't gonna hurt, not a bit. And then he grabbed her, turned to the audience, the crowd, and said, I guess this is what I got arrested for. <laughs> so they grinding on her. Hey, dog. Bobby Brown was that dude. Shout out to Arabs. <laughs> Try humps. He said, I guess this is what I got arrested for. I remember that. You took me back, it. man. I remember that like it was yesterday. Man, you. Oh. And so, so yeah, so this is when he was the bad boy. Um, so, like, and so when New Edition's doing um, interviews, it's like, you know, they could be like, see, this dude, why not? This why we couldn't work with this dude. You know, but, um, but so, so it's that definitely stood out the songs. He had, he had different kind of songs. You can't do the Don't Be Cruel and then How to Roni. But what set it off was my prerogative. Yes. Hell yeah. For multiple reasons. And one of the reasons is the most obscure, only me. The on, I'm the only one that you're going to hear it from in your entire life, people that's listening to this and Kyle. But the, before I get to that reason, that song sounded like nothing else that ever came out. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's, it, nothing sounded like that song. And it came out live performance grinding he got the the <laughs> hairs popping and ultimately and I'm not I mean listen listen I'm we're, we're all family here that that's listening to the show well there's no this is no judgment zone that is the first time in my entire life I've ever heard of the word prerogative. <laughs> when I saw, I did not even know what it meant oh, when that wow. song came out. I was wow. just like, my okay. And then with context clues, because we were in an era where music made sense. Right. Made a lot of sense. <laughs> when, the, when the lyrics went with something, I was like, huh. This is my prerogative. I can do what I want. He kind of just told me. All right, mm-hmm. got it. <laughs> Mind you, we're also in the era where you, the next day you go to school, like, man, give me that dictionary. Let me see what the fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's my prerogative. Um, right. So I'm not taking the trash out. Huh? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm still taking it out. I'm sorry. But yeah so so that song set it off now the most obscure reason because i got I, I can't monopolize the whole podcast the most obscure reason why i loved my prerogative is because in the video there's a woman with uh kind of a afro-y type hair she's playing the I think she's playing the bass. Okay. She's playing the bass of the little the guitar the, with the keyboard thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she has the black top on. She's doing the dances with the guy. Very, very attractive. Very attractive. She's the same girl who raps, lip syncs the first verse of Oak Town Street Five Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that video. For real? Yes. Wow. And that video, <laughs> so that video, I wanted her because she wasn't really a member ish. 
of Ocala Street Part Seven. But if you go back and watch, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, when yeah. We, when we finish this podcast, I'm gonna go back as and soon as it come on. So you don't even got to fast forward to it. It's the first she's she's the first person rhyming. And so then when my prerogative came, I was like, yeah, it's her. And that was that was hey. So yeah, I told you, I'm the only person that's ever gonna tell you that. Wow. I yeah. did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Same chick. You 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 touched on a lot of great stuff, man. I think that album, I mean, like you said, one of the things that really, really stood out was that nobody there was no press, there was no nothing. I mean, like, I'm sure we pro- we probably knew that the album was coming out or we knew that he was coming out with an album, but it wasn't Man, I didn't. I knew I, I knew because I heard him talk about it on the radio, but it wasn't like how it is now, or even back in the '90s where you would, you know, there would be some type of rollout or whatever like commercials, that. And yeah, commercials up and nothing. street team and. But when this album hit, it really spread like wildfire. Like everybody, I, and I just remember getting a tape, and I might have gotten the tape maybe a couple of weeks after it dropped, and I couldn't stop playing it. I mean, and and again, this was in an era where, you know, and we've discussed and we'll talk about even even more podcasts, how much great hip hop came out that year. This R&B album was crazy and Bobby was everywhere. And like, again, I think one of the things in much like E, Bobby Brown's my favorite member of New Edition, too. He's always been my favorite member. And so. I was so happy for him. Now, I'm one of the few people that I really like King King of Stage. I mean, some people, you know, looking back on it now, was it as good as probably he would have wanted it to be? But I thought it was good. And I don't know if it was just because I'm just that big of a fan. But this was totally different from King of Stage. And Bobby's delivery on these songs. And then when we saw the videos, it was a wrap. I mean, like, people... I think it's good that they came out the way that they did in 88 as opposed to 2018 because social media would have killed New Edition for the fact that, and don't get me wrong, those albums will always be, you know, linked together because this is, this was, it, although it wasn't Bobby's first solo album, this album was really going to make a break Bobby, right? And... You know, this new edition album coming out and this new member. I mean, we kind of knew who Johnny Gill was, but nobody wasn't really checking for him like that. Still ain't. <laughs> but so, but yeah, man, Bobby, and like that, you watch the videos. He literally had women just, I mean, you hadn't seen women pass out like that since like Michael Jackson. And people fainted for Michael Jackson. But, you know, it was a different kind of faint. Like, they wanted to get with Bobby. And then Bobby would have these stage shows that were just like, I remember he had a show in, I want to say, Augusta. It was somewhere in Georgia, either Augusta or Macon. And the cops told him, like, look, when you go on stage, you can't do this. You can perform your song, but you can't simulate sex acts. Yo, five minutes on stage there's a bed there's a bed on stage <laughs> Bobby's like I'm going in and he gets arrested I mean now again that's 88 you know that what happened back then would probably be considered very tame you know compared to now oh yeah but um I loved it man I loved it and I 
that I, I was always a fan before when this album dropped. I think fans like me and E really could, you know, stand up and be like, "Yo, he this is this is our guy." And this is this is what put Bobby Brown in the echelon where we where we thought that he should be. Yeah, he he ran it. Yeah, he ran that he, whole year. He he literally did. I mean, Smooth Criminal came out <laughs> that year. We was like, "Yeah, I right, Mike, man, go sit down somewhere, man." <laughs> um so I mentioned the Newage album. There were a couple of other dope albums that came out that year. Off the top of your head, man, where, as far as R&B albums, where do you rank this album as far as R&B albums that dropped in 1988? Oh, just R&B albums in 1988? Well, I mean, if you want to throw hip-hop in there, too, I mean, that, that's, that's unfair. I just okay, meant... I, I was every, about to say, because that's tough. I just meant you're just saying 88. Yeah, just 88. Um, instead 88. of... All right, so... Um, all right what what is my rank um is it favorite or best let's go best it might be the same ranking um (laughs) and and for me let's see listen even though bobby brown is my favorite singer and don't be cruel. It's my favorite album by my favorite singer. It is not my favorite album okay. of 88. Because my favorite R&B album of all time. Second favorite? Favorite. It's probably favorite. It's tied. It's guy. Okay. Hmm. So, where do I rank? Don't be cruel. Don't be cruel is probably number two. I will give you my top five in order. Go ahead. 88. Go ahead. I could. I could do that. I know I could do that. Number one, guy. Number two, coming in at number two, don't be cruel. Number three, this is tough. Very tough. Because my heart says heartbreak, but my brain is telling me number three is in effect mode. I ain't mad though. I'm not mad. Number four would be heartbreak. That's tough. And number five to shock everyone that is listening. Hanging tough on um, <laughs> the No, that is not hanging tough. We can't end the podcast. Um I think number five. Ooh, just cooling came out of '88, didn't it? Um, it's gonna be troop by troop. Hmm. Surprisingly, 
that has become one of the favorite album albums for my son Cameron. I don't know why. Cause he, he's because he's really my truth. son. <laughs> I'm gonna send him to your house. <laughs> yeah. Reveal. He is. I mean, like this kid is really in the troop. Like, he was asking me some questions. Has he heard? Kids. Has he heard? Um, attitude. Uh no, I think he's just on this album. I think. All right, listen. Uh, this, this is totally off the topic. Attitude is in my top five favorite R&B albums of all time. Period. Wow. That's, that's big. That's big. Not just the year. Period. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'll tell them that. I'll Make tell sure and tell them. And then let and tell them to hit me up and tell me what he <laughs> thinks. Even know what to I I love. I like attitude more than I like. Don't be cruel. Wow. That's how much I love. Yeah. <laughs> attitude. You know what's weird, true. man? I don't even know. Cameras 15. I don't know how or where he found Troop. But he was just in here yesterday singing. Like Mama Cena? Yeah. Yeah. He singing like all the songs. He was cleaning the kitchen. Just I'm like, bro, what? And, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. That joint got my heart on it. Mm-hmm. Still in love. <sighs> and I'm saying, I'm talking, he's singing and he knows the words. Like, I, I don't even remember the words. So underrated, man. Very Their first two so. albums was crazy. So, Very yeah, that's so. my that's my top five. Okay. You, okay. You, uh, do you got anything that that you would put on there you um, you put love sexy you got love some alphabet street on your shits that was 88 uh yeah, yeah. glam slam damn i miss prince um uh, any love luther got luther that came out you know what man nah yeah she I, won't I, talk to I, I love luther but no your your list is good um I message from the boys ah <laughs> down my heart no. <laughs> down my hell heart no. lucky charm hell no God. uh yeah i probably I probably go. Don't be cruel first, and then um... break. <sighs> ah, that's tough. That guy it's album. tough that though, guy right? Album, bro. Oh, this, hey, there's got to be a guy podcast too, as well. Oh man, let's you. This is shit, that shit gonna be three hours. Um. <laughs> uh. So. Oh, I, I know t- you got giving me the best. Giving you the best I got. You yeah, need a baker. Oh, Haircut like I need a baker. Yeah, I need to do one too. Man, you. Oh wow! Wow. Um, <laughs> um, um, so yeah, I, my, I I don't disagree. In, in effect, mode was in effect mode is crazy. <sighs> so the reason because you, if you because if you don't do an in effect mode, uh, there will be one too. But I guess, because the, the the important thing about in effect mode, I hate people that follow me on one gotta go when I put in effect mode up there because they shit on it. What they don't understand is in effect mode was much like Don't Be Cruel. Mm-hmm. And Effect mm-hmm. Mode only had eight songs. Eight songs. And I think... And he had... What, six number ones? Something like that? Five. Okay. Five. He, only, he, he only had three songs that were not released as a single. And they were still good songs. <laughs> they were crazy. <laughs> People don't realize how dope In Effect Mode was. Yeah, if if Don't Be Cruel <laughs> what didn't exist, right? I'll be sure it would have been. Mm. Yeah, but Bobby Bobby ran eighty eight. He really yeah, he did. really did. Um, so but yeah, God. y'all y'all stay tuned for that. Matter of fact, I I'm, I'm pretty sure. 
the two of us will have to come back and do the guy podcast and the in effect mode podcast. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, this is a great time for a commercial break. Yeah, Let's take, take a, break. a quick commercial break. And on the other side of the break, when we come back, we'll talk about the tracks. Um, talk about some of the tracks that we like, maybe tracks we didn't like. Um, and then, you know, I'll ask you a question about, you know, what song could he get on here and jam to? So, uh, sit tight. We'll be back in just a second. Uh, album sales, from what I'm told, are now at like 2.9 million. Yes. You're about to go triple platinum. Now, when you After were... After six months. In six months? Yeah, my album... That's off two off. singles, basically, right? Yeah, my album's only been out to six months. That's scary, man. This is this real scary. Do you make any predictions on what the final figure would be? Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, MCA has made the predictions, um, but... I was uh, I was I was bold when I first came out with the album. Uh-huh. I, I I really I really knew what this I just felt this album was gonna do a lot, and um, now I I really don't know what it could sell. They say they say it could sell to at least five to six million. Yeah, six to seven. Hopefully, I predict six to seven. Really? Yeah, man. Did I you... want to sell more than Janet. Yeah, I do. I do. And what was her figure? Six or seven? Six or seven. One, seven, one or the other. I know, but she sold a lot of albums. Why Janet? Why more than Janet? Because Janet is just, as you know, I'm I'm madly in love with her. Right. You I mentioned can't that be with her, and it's 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 just it itches me. It's like it hits me in my spine. Like oh, Janet. Okay, let me calm down. You might be watching too. I mean, that's no yeah. act. You really are in love with Janet, aren't you? That's you no said act. that when you were here three years ago. Yeah. Donnie, I thought you knew that. Yeah. No, yeah, but, I'm well, serious. I, I am very I serious. That, serious but... as my slopes. <laughs> I'm serious. But does she know that? Yes. And how does she feel about you? Well, you know. <laughs> we done talked a few times. Yeah. You know. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. She's a she's a nice she's a nice girl and um I just you know I just I like you you know <laughs> okay <laughs> and just like that we are back mm. once again it's your boy Twelve Kyle the Twelve Kyle podcast and uh, I got my man Eclectic in the building and we're talking about the Don't Be Cool album the 1988 smash from the king of R and B yes. Bobby Brown. Man, on my prerogative when he hit that skirt, skirt, skirt. Oh! <laughs> Go ahead. And funny that you mentioned that as we, we talked uh, for the break. Uh, you mentioned the young lady in the video. Uh, mm. While we were talking, I did pull up the video. Did you? That's her. I, hey, Bruh, yes, I forgot all about And why is she in the video and she wasn't in 357? Hey, man. So by the time... By the, so that video had I think all the original members in it, but yep. after that video, it was just uh, Terrible T and Sweet LD, mm-hmm. but it used to be uh, Lil P. Um, but yeah, but so so she was on there. Cute, too. She was beautiful. And so then right if you now. go to the My Prerogative video, you'll see her mm-hmm. playing on the key, keyboard side. Same haircut. Yep. Everything. Yeah, so, that, was, I mean, that, that that's how my brain was working in '88. <laughs> I was like, "Hey!" And you know what's weird? Now that I think about it, 
you had to be on your P's and Q's because while she gets a lot of camera time in this particular in this three five seven video, she's getting flashes in the Bobby Brown my prerogative video. So you it, yeah. it, it took something for you to unless you had a, the videos recorded, which you nah. okay, so you went off the dome. Hey, I was just watching like hey man because this this is back when you when when you saw it you had you had to see it right 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 yeah you're right because when a video was on you better if you didn't record it you better be watching because you didn't know when it was coming back on um that was the same that was the same um what's that uh yeah 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 yeah. that was the same year that was 88 yeah Mm -hmm. great year great year for music um so let's get into these tracks man the the album starts off with the cruel prelude um and then then they go into the don't be cruel um now we talked a little bit about this song what what's your when when someone mentions this song what it made me not even a video what what comes to mind when you first think about this song um jackie um (laughs) the (laughs) um the weird shirt that he had on in the video and the girl uh, butt when she was dancing like in front of the monitor. Um, and <laughs> and that he was kind of doing a Max Headroom thing with his head on the big monitor. Head Max. <laughs> uh, uh, and um, that might have been the first R&B song in the history of the world that used the word Ellen in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Ellen did not appear in any uh, non-rap song. No. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, I I remember um, one of the things that stood out, I mean, this, this particular song was like, and I remember one of my boys. It's just so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't forget what you guys said. It's just so random. Just Jackie. Like, who the hell is Jackie, Bobby? <laughs> well, that's actually leads into what I was going to say. Because one of my okay. boys, he was saying that he thought, because there was a rumor that he was dating Janet Jackson. And, I mean. Oh, yeah, you think that's who it was? That's what the rumor was. So, my boy, came, <laughs> he came up with this damn story. That you know, he he was directing that to Janet, and <laughs> let me tell you how crazy this dude is. Uh, shout out to my boy Jay Fresh, and so he said that that was directed to Bobby, and then she came back and kind of threw a subliminal at him when she said, um, "Miss Jackson, if you're nasty." I was like, "How do you correlate the two of these things?" He's like, "Man, I'm telling you, they used to and again." It's 88, so we don't know. I mean, supposedly he did, really. I see. I didn't know. I I just, it was just always, I've never seen any pictures of them together. Um, Shortly thereafter, I think Janet got married to the Elizondo dude or whatever, like that. We don't don't recognize that here. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, um, so anyway, so yeah, that, 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 every time I think about that, I always kind of chuckle because we went, me and my boy, we went back and forth about, you know, whether or not he was talking about Janet and get her trying to play him or something like that. But, um, yeah, man, Don't Be Cruel was the perfect setup for this album. Um, man, shout out to, uh, to DMC. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Shout out to DMC. Um, 
Then we go to track three. Three. My prerogative. Yeah, I um, had my girlfriend in it. <laughs> I made this money. You did, right, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> we right, <outta> man. <laughs> okay, so tell me something. I'm looking at this, and I, I jotted some notes down here. Mm-hmm. Teddy Riley isn't listed as the producer on this song. In fact, I don't see his. He's not listed as the producer on any of these songs. Uh, don't be cruel was produced by Babyface and L.A. Reid, uh, and then my prerogative was produced by Bobby Brown and Gene Griffin. Well, so that's the thing. Gene Griffin is mm-hmm. your man that was down with Teddy and Guy, right? So that's you know he might have been in the, the the studio. I wonder why he never got any producer credits for it. Now he has you know people as personnel on the. I'm, I'm looking here on the wiki. And um, he is listed as personnel as far as people but who didn't, performed on. Didn't he help write that song? I always thought that he did. I thought that he. I thought that he. Um, I thought that he. I thought that he wrote it. But I just assumed since Gene, Gene was Gene was the old gangster looking <laughs> dude that was in all yeah, the guy videos, yeah, exactly. boy dude, the boy dude, right? So like, who was like a legit gangster? Maybe he maybe he he did something and jerked Teddy in the process because they have listed here the writers as Bobby and Gene. So really, so maybe Teddy really wrote it and Gene, you know, took it from him. I guess I don't know. Mm. That's weird. Also, uh, the first time in an R and B song that we heard, what is it? A blizzard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh facts facts um and then we move to track four the aforementioned roni who's <laughs> about a roni she's a sweet little girl one of my favorite tweets that i ever tweeted <laughs> <laughs> i tweeted that i ever quoted i uh tweeted who was telling so many lies about a Roni that Bobby had to make a whole song about it. Because <laughs> he says the truth, the truth about, about a Roni. <laughs> like, who is lying about a Roni? And until now, we didn't know what a Roni was. Nope. I remember uh, I was like something on TV and a girl had a Roni t-shirt. And I don't know if that was something. Oh, that- that's my favorite girl. That's my wife. I was like, yo, where did she get the Roni t-shirt from? And this was before, you know, the, the days of putting out merchandise like that. But I mm. love that song, man. Um, and I think, I want to say, I got the the whole joint after the I saw the video. Okay, okay. And like I said, how the video went. I never heard the original. I didn't. That's not the original version. So when I got, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's how Ronnie goes." Because it was a. Uh, because he, I mean, he had him breaking it down on the video. It was mm-hmm. live. He had the, the, the drums and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a, a, a incredible song. It's um, you can tell that the king of simp, babyface. <laughs> Had something to do. <laughs> you could tell. You could tell. Simp King 
You can tell. Send all tweets at Eclectic with a K. Come on, man. Hey, and as soon as you do, I'll, all I'm going to do is send you a YouTube clip of soon as I get home from work and oh tell you to my. get the fuck out of my mentions. All right, hey, man. Let me tell you something. Let's let's diverge real quick. Again, last week, no tweak, you said tweet and one of the one got to goes, and I said hmm. if one of them was Whip Appeal, and I was like, Whip Appeal got to go. Yeah. Man, my mentions got flooded with, with women. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why are you you can't get rid of the king of Sam. I was like, nah, man. I was like, this. I was whip appealed on the compare. I don't even know what the tweet was, but I was like, whip appeal doesn't compare to these other songs. These other songs are dope. I was like, he's. I was like, go back and listen to the lyrics. I was like, right. it's, and it's not like it's a bad song. I was like, but come on, man. Come on, exactly. Man, come on, man. That shit didn't even pop off as slang. <laughs> they tried. I'm like. Mm-mm. He said the king of simp. Oh my gosh, that is funny. 100% the king of simp. <laughs> so yeah, the aforementioned king of simp, <laughs> Babyface wrote this. The song was produced by uh, L.A. Reid and Babyface, mm. uh, as well as track number five, Rock With You. All right, now here's the question I got for you. Go ahead. What's better, Rock With You or Ronnie? What are you picking? Shit. Um... You gotta remember, he said, "Let's hear some Marvin Gaye." And then, yeah, wake up, wake up, wake up! <laughs> right, right, right. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say Roni, but when you think about that Rock with you and then the Rock with you remix, mm-hmm. and, and the, uh, the 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 pelvic thrust and yes. with the <laughs> long man. come on, it wasn't no pelvic thrust and Roni. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, rock with you. <laughs> Because when you asked me that, I just, I, the first thing that I thought about was the remix and all night long with the three. Man, listen. Because mm, yeah, I think Rock Witcher is underrated and underappreciated because of Ronnie. But what I found out with uh, this generation, they're not hip to Ronnie. No, no, no. I'm like, how do you know Ronnie? You know it is, man. I think part of the reason is that. This generation, at least some of them, weren't really exposed to a lot of great love songs coming up. How you know we got something in common, but don't know Roni? That should that should never happen. That's insufficient. No, that's insufficient and, parenting. And what you said is one hundred percent correct because on one of the one got to goes I did last week, people were saying that they hated Secret Lovers. How do you hate that? It's one of the. Yeah, you, you hate secret lovers, but you like Scissor. Come on, man. Hey, hey. Come on. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. But yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. So okay, so what about you? Rock with your Rooney. <laughs> it ain't easy. I wanna uh, my brain says brain says Rock with you. My brain says rock. I think I think I'm gonna go rock with you, even though that Ron- the Roni video just did everything for me. Right, but I think right. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go rock with you. Okay, so let me let me rephrase the question to see if I can get you change the answer. You making a slow jams get the draws tape, and you got room for one song. Which one is going on the tape, Roni or Rock with you? It's the last song on the tape. 
If it's the last song on the tape, it's Rock With You. Because okay. of the way that Rock With You ends. Okay, okay, okay. If it was if it was the first song on the tape, it would be Roni. Okay, gotcha. That, that, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. See, there, yeah. There's an art and a science to putting songs on the slow jams, get the draws. Yeah. 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 yeah you, and, and, say, and see, I say that without hesitation. Oh, Because nice. you have to, like, <laughs> oh, you say it's the last song you only got wrong. Oh, yeah, it's right with you. If it's the first song, I'm, I'm, I'm setting it off with Roni. Because we've all been in that place where you got to put that one last song on there. You know how much space you got. And you got to figure out which song is going to go in that tape. That's, yeah. de- that's definitely a podcast coming. Slow Drams, Get the Draws, Mixtape. Um, <laughs> uh, the next track is track six. Bobby picks it up a little bit. Every Little Step. Man, what 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 do you remember and, and like about that song? The song, um, obviously the rap. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the bridge is crazy. See, here's the difference. And it could have been, it could be because of it's Bobby Brown and the way he sings the song, even though, you know, King Sam wrote it. <laughs> he did a lot of writing on this, on this album. But here. it just seems like the majority of these songs, it was never been made like that before. Mm-hmm. There was no album, there was no songs like these songs until after these songs. Yeah, yeah. He definitely bar extremely high. Because even the the Heartbreak songs sounded nothing like that. They had competition on there and coming home. They had like these R&B, you know. Just, nothing sounded like Every Little Step. Right. Well, you know, and, at the at the core, what it was, it, and what you speak of as far as sonically, it was a battle Wayne. of battle of two <laughs> two great produ- two sets of great producers, Babyface and L.A. Reed and uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, which produced the uh, Any Heartbreak album. So that's a yeah. good point. Um, and yeah, so it's like every little step, the rap and if you ever said every little step without the rap you need to do yeah, something with yourself yeah that i didn't know that that was a thing till one day i was in the car and it came on i was just like I hate it. and everybody <laughs> nobody nobody know what's going down you know what it is <laughs> there were some radio stations that wanted to because again for you for the, some of you younger folks listening rap still wasn't getting a lot of airplay so there, yeah. there was a, a, a version where Bob does not rap that part in the middle, and so they wanted to play that so you could get the record on an R&B station without anybody rap without Bobby rapping on it. And even let's just point out the the fact: even in 1988, Bobby Brown rapping sounds a lot better than half of these rappers is rapping today. Period. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. Um. I loved every little step, man. Still love it. Um, one thing I remember is obviously the video, um, heart and soul, man. The dances, they was the dances they was getting off, man. It was I. Okay, I'm gonna admit something. I've never said this on a podcast before. It's only a couple of thousand people listening. I recorded video. 
Uh oh. Just so I can get the steps down. <laughs> wow. And I still know the steps to this day. 30 nice. years later. Well done. You'll never see me do it, but. <laughs> but put it up on the put it on the podcast, put it on the YouTube channel or something. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we go to track seven. Hold on again. Oh, I'm sorry. Go shout ahead. Out, sh- shout out to uh, DMC again. Oh no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Shout um, out to DMC. Okay. So then we go to track seven. I'll be good to you. Uh, this yeah, it's written by Bobby and G- the gangster Gene Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was, I was, uh, it was nice that um, he, was, he had writing credits. Mm-hmm. And not a bad song. Mm-mm. Not bad at all. Not but this is one of, this is one that did not have a video, was not released. Yeah. This is one, but <laughs> I mean, like, he was just on such a roll, he didn't even need to release this song. No, nah, I actually, there's nothing else left on the album that was released as a single, Mm-mm. but. I'm interested to know what you didn't like. Um, I know it wasn't Take It Slow. No, nah, I like Take It Slow. I think you didn't like I Really Love You, Girl. I love that song. What? I, I that mean, is my shit. Then damn. All Day All Night, I guess. All Day All Night was... It's, it's not skippable. I'll listen. It's my least favorite, if you will. But it's not a bad song. It's probably my least favorite too. Yeah, it's it's my least favorite. But again, if I'm listening, if 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 I'm in the car, skipping. If I'm at my desk listening, I'm not skipping it. It's just it's my least favorite. You know, if I need. Look at you, loving. I really love you, girl. Man, bruh. Back in '88. Uh oh. (laughs) His wing get all blurry, (laughs) and he he's looking up at the sky, stroking his chin. Back in '88, man. it was there was a young lady, man, who, who you know she Gertrude. She's <laughs> 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 too stupid. So she 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 actually you okay? Let me take you back even further. Uh, remember how do you have the they would have the request hour on uh, the radio? Oh station. yeah, you request yeah, a song. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was a little girl who requested um, a Bobby Brown joint and. She actually requested this and dedicated it to me. I was Kyle Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the state overall Elwood Street, wasn't you? <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, that that was cool, man. That was cool. Um, yeah, so you know, so that so that song always it, I always loved that song. Always okay. loved that song. So yeah, but me and the girl, we we didn't, you know, we broke up after like a month um <laughs> well i mean that that's that's kind of long for yeah, right. uh, back in the day relationships used to last till lunch right <laughs> like, man like, oh, man you heard yo he with lisa and then at the lunch we're like yeah, oh man they broke yeah, up they man broke yeah up, man. they ain't together I, I, I never forget man a girl dumped me in the third grade just because she said i was telling too many people <laughs> shout out to katina um, <laughs> I'm still single. 
<laughs> and I remind her of that every time I see her that she dumped me in the third grade because I was telling her. she didn't tell me I wasn't supposed to tell nobody man you but that's how it was in the go together era man you, we just you was happy to go together so yeah that is we true going, we, just, we just wanted to go together you writing the names on shit yeah yeah man I, bruh I wrote her name on my trapper keeper hey that's that's big cause <laughs> trapper keeper yeah, that ain't coming off <laughs> Exactly. You gotta, you gotta scratch the plastic <laughs> off for it to come off the, the trapper keeper. I wrote that joint in pen, man. I had to scratch that shit out. Yeah, you, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you gotta scratch. That ain't just uh, let me lick my thumb, right? <laughs> and so my mom, yeah, what is this scratch on your on your notebook? <laughs> Somewhere like, uh, oh, oh man, back. She up. said I was telling to me. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Katina. Um, <laughs> take it slow. Where we got? take it slow. So take it, yeah. Uh, written by Jay Logan, Lee Peters, and somebody named Larry White. Well um, done. I don't. I don't know these I, people. I don't. Never heard of. I thought maybe you might know. You know everybody else. Nah, if it was Larry Blackman, I, <laughs> I don't think. Say these. Say these names again. Jay Logan, Lee Jay Peters, Logan. and Larry White were the writers, and the producer Lee. was Larry White. Lee Peters sounds like something. Not to be confused um, with Larry Love. La, 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 la. <laughs> Word. That's what they call me. <laughs> uh, Lee Peters. I don't they know used, why. They used the Bobby Brown sample on that, by the way. Well, yeah, because you know, the original is the the original song is the Larry Love song, mm-hmm. which is an incredible song. Right. But yeah. They did. Yeah, he used that. Um, every little step. Peters, I don't know why that sounds like something. But, uh, but yeah, um, that song was dope. No doubt, no doubt. And so you said all day, all night. I mean, that was still a jam. It's a slow jam. Um, you said that was your least favorite. Yeah. Uh, and then the album closed out with I Really Love You Girl. Do you have any uh, I Really Love You Girl stories? I do not have a single <laughs> I really love you, girl. Story. No dedications or nothing. No, nah, because my go-to, my go-to was Roni. Okay, my go-to okay. was Roni. So I, I don't have a really love you. Like I said, um, those were the the Roni was my go-to. I had two go-tos mm-hmm. on the play the slow song and the background while you're on the phone with your uh, quiet storm voice trying to <laughs> trying to. Trying to find out what she's bringing to school for lunch the next oh. day, <laughs> saying absolutely nothing. Nothing. But <laughs> like yeah, and so it's Roni, and I want to be a man by Roger. Ah, the great Roger Troutman. Yeah, those are my two go tos. Um, I never tell you about the time a girl called me to break up with me, and she had <laughs> less weight a while playing. The yes, you did. <laughs> it, that is that's still one of the funniest things you ever told me. <laughs> Uh, and and that's why I probably don't like listening to that song to this day. That's funny. Oh, I'll tell God. you why I didn't like that song. You didn't like that? Allow me to tell you. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Because as much as I am a big fan of Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. I might have murdered my parents to be with Janet Jackson wow. back in the day. I was just like, look, man, y'all gotta go. <laughs> y'all gotta go. She wants me to be with her. It's going down. Right. But I don't, so, 
and she was fucking in the video with the last dragon face dude that made me hate the video yeah, yeah. <laughs> up on the on, on the fire escape or wherever that nah, was, or was he just in the video man i don't i don't know i don't even want to think about it. i i, I hate that i even brought it. <laughs> So, 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 I think uh, I think we should move on. Yeah, Kyle. we probably should. We probably should. Uh, bigger crowd, Janet Jackson or Kim Fields? Janet Jackson. No, okay. I don't have okay. a bigger crush. Janet Jackson. I mean, Kim, Kim Fields was big, was big crush with me. Kim Fields is like my top one hundred. Okay, oh, yeah, she's not. <laughs> Kim Fields was it? One hundred. Yeah, she's. So you were rocking with Tootie like that. Nah, man. Nah. I love Tootie. Tootie can get out but of I here. Mean, but I mean, but Charlene Dupree. Yeah, I mean, come on. Bro. Oh, man. Did we ever do a. I know we, I did a crush joint at some point. I did like a Rushmore we, we crush. Did, yeah, we did a Rushmore joint. We did a Rushmore joint. Because yeah, um, that's that's when I got flagged for loving Robin Givens so much. <laughs> hey, man. Head of the class, Robin Givens. And Boomerang, Robin Givens. Boomerang hey, was on hey. like two weeks ago. And so, you know, when it comes on, I stop and start watching. When she opened up that trench coat. And like the first thing I thought when I came on, I was like, man, he really loves Robin Givens. Yeah, man, y'all can say whatever y'all want to say. I'll tell you this. And and Boomerang, Robin Givens look better than Holly Berry. I can't co-sign on that. <laughs> be the first and the last time she ever looked better than Holly Berry. Right, right, But in right. that movie, she right. looked better than Holly Berry. She was probably styled and made up to look better right, than right. Holly Berry. Yeah. Holly Berry was really the, she was like the, the poo butt in that movie. Yeah, so that's the only thing I can say. Oh, man. Open up that trench coat, I became a man. So... <laughs> Uh, back yeah, to Bobby Brown. Let's get back on Bobby Brown. Bobby um, Brown, Bobby Brown. So, uh, so, oh, one last question. Um, Come on. If you could get on any track, <clears throat> oh, that's easy. And, and and either either sing with Bobby or or maybe even throw sixteen bars on it. Which which, which one you get on and why? So it's easy <laughs> because the answers every little step, right? Because I'll, I'll probably even sing a bar on every little step. Because he wasn't doing no vocal gymnastics on that right. joint. But the reason why I chuckled a little bit is because the back of my head was like, but you could go in and and do like a diss, diss verse to Jackie on Don't Be Cruel. Like, yeah, fucking Jackie. That's why we fucked your girl. <laughs> I mean, just be like, you know, but, but nah, it's every little step. Okay. Every little step. Uh, yeah, I rep it. What about you? I think I want to get on my prerogative. <clears throat> I think because uh, that's probably my favorite song. Is so, that yeah. your favorite Bobby Brown song? No. What's your favorite Bobby Brown song? Uh, Humping around. Damn. Um. That's tough, man. If it ain't good enough for you. Mm 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 Um. Damn. It. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it might be my prerogative. Wow! Look at you going chalk. That's tough, though, man. But it, I mean, it's almost like saying, "Who's your favorite kid?" Like, it, I've, oh, Cameron. No, it's Skylar. <laughs> no, not that's my favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely your favorite. He's doing, <laughs> yeah, all, that's this, my favorite. He's doing all stuff that you like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's my homie. 
He's going to come home from school looking like EST in a couple of days. That's right. <laughs> <A> new weird. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. Oh, wow. That, you know, I've never been asked that question. Um, I probably, yeah, I probably say my prerogative, but that's tough. I, and, and I'm sure after we get off this podcast, I'll probably think of like two other songs. You're going to be like, nah, it's um, right. on our own. On our own was cold, too. On our own. Oh, what's the other joint? What's the joint? I was I was about to say the worst thing that you can say when trying to describe a Bobby Brown song. I was about to say, oh, when he was humping the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like Eddie Jeffrey. Um, what was the one? Not good. Not good you know enough. What I love. It wasn't good enough. It made me think. You know. Of, you know. You know get away. Get away. Get, get away. Get yeah, away yeah. Was, that's what uh, it was. I love get away too. Get away was dope. He's rapping his ass off and get away too. Hey man, <laughs> dancing too. That dude. Hey, look, before we get off this podcast, mm. remember people would talk how great of a dancer he was and that he was better than Michael. Remember that? Yeah. <sighs> because see, you got to, all right. Hot take alert. Go ahead. Mike. Oh oh oh. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! I mean, okay. Let's really look at this for a second. His dancing was—it wasn't really dope, except for um, the choreography and remember the time. Oh, that was dope. That was dope. But other than that, when did he just bust out some thriller? He, I, I he would did give the you Moonwalk thriller. in '82. One, the Thriller video. One, one, the Moonwalk is not really. I mean, well, we, a dance. Yeah, well, we know, but um... and two, he stole it from Shalimar. <laughs> also, tying this back in, Bobby Brown said that he taught Michael the Moonwalk. <laughs> Bobby, no damn well he taught Michael. He did. He one hundred percent said he said this I'm shit sure like he two did. weeks I'm ago. Sure he said it. Like, like literally, like two weeks ago, he said this shit. Um, but um, I like my guy. Good choreography that you do with a lot of people, and then like after after a while, he just kept doing the same shit, and it wasn't it wasn't dope. Hey, Mike was the first to spin and grab his nuts, man. Come on, I get. I look. I will give you that. Oh, I cannot take that away. Nobody from ever spun and grabbed their nuts. But for the longest, and you know, much to everybody, because people hate me when I say shit. <laughs> I always play help, Mike. Uh, a lot of people do. And uh, I, I say that people are like, nah, you crazy. I'm like, man, Hammer was. <laughs> Hammer made me sweat and lose 10 pounds just watching them. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, will you stop? People, people fronted on Hammer. And they yeah. weren't rewarded. Because it was Mac. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, my gosh. You, you, that flew right And the great theme of things. That was a good one. But the reason why you do not get the full compliment of props <gasps> is because it's put. <laughs> I always said, I know it's put. Yeah, but um, but but I mean, technically, well done. Thank you, thank you. But you know, in real life. But um, yeah, no. Nah, I if you say Hammer was better than than Mike, I no, no argument for me. I I would actually agree. 
And then someone, because this came up, this came up at a bar one day. Someone was like, "Nah, James Brown." I was like, "Man, mm. if you don't get out of here with that foot shuffle." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I mean, we we weren't around when James was doing his thing. We seen the shits, you know. Well, we did see him in, in Rocky. <laughs> in oh Rocky no! Four. Hey man, living in America, you can't take. The, I'll take living in America over. Hey, man, I'll take that's that. That's why Apollo died right there, man. That bullshit James came out there with. Hey, you man. can't get inspired off of living in America. Apollo was destined to die. Yeah, he knew he was going to die at that point. And he pointing. Let me tell you I remember being in the theater, and I'm, I'm we getting a sidetrack, but I remember being in the movie theater, and I knew when I saw James Brown come out there singing, I was like, man, Apollo about to die. I didn't oh, even know no. he was going to die. I knew he was going to die. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I, and I love Apollo. James, but damn it. <sighs> you know, remember when he made I'm Real? <laughs> <laughs> With full force. With full force. <laughs> oh my gosh! You remember the yeah, them fucking them yellow blue blockers on? <laughs> oh man, boy, you took me back just now. Hey, I'm the real super bad. <laughs> yeah, you better get out of here with them yellow blue blockers on. Tell nobody you real. Oh, oh I, I don't know who is worse, James or Full Force for backing him up. Hey man, I, I it's, it's James man. He's the he's the real super bad, and, and there's nobody out there good enough to take Mm-mm. the things that he has. No sir, no sir at all. Um, before we get out of here, man, I, I would be remiss. I mean, obviously we know Bobby again. This this album was incredible. One of the best albums to come out in nineteen. 19- Arguably one of the best albums in the eighties, as far as R and B is concerned. Oh, one hundred percent it is. Um, your thoughts mm-hmm. on where Bobby and his group is right now? <laughs> you feeling that Boston? What the 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 R B whatever they call them themselves now? Oh, uh, 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 Ronnie, Bobby, Rick, and Mike. Yeah, are you feeling that? I'm selling anything that doesn't have Johnny. So oh, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. <sighs> yeah, yeah I'm, de- I'm. I'm definitely feeling it. I had plans to see New Edition this summer in concert, and then when I found out that it, the whole thing coming, I was like, "Cause remember? Do you remember um, um, Head of State? Yeah. So it, this is too not too much different from Head of State." I don't know, man. I just, I, I guess maybe the, the, the fan of me wants all six of them on stage together. And Have you ever seen all of them <clears throat> on the shits? Um, yes. And ironically, <laughs> the oh, no. one who got the biggest applause was Bobby Brown. Well, of course. And I, you know what's funny, man? It, it, it was, I'll never forget it. Uh, <laughs> so, me and my wife, we go to this concert and said, this uh, amphitheater called Chastain here in Atlanta and Genuine is open up right and he's opening up and there's a a curtain and from the side of the curtain you see people you see you can kind of see some people walking in and and for some reason I don't think that they meant to have that curtain open but the audience see like a little small pathway of people coming in backstage or whatever and so Bobby is walking past the curtain and he stops and he's talking to somebody 
and the fans can see Bobby. And Genuine is in the middle of his set. And I mean, like, really weren't. I mean, now Genuine had he had hits at the time, but people really wasn't feeling. I mean, like at this point, people were really ready to see New Edition. Mm-hmm. So Genuine is singing, and, and people just sitting there like, "Okay, bro, okay." So people see Bobby, and the women start going crazy, <laughs> and Genuine kind of looks around like, "What y'all yelling for?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that ain't for me. It was the funniest shit, man. So I, I I enjoyed that concert that night. That was the only time I've seen all six of them together. And um, so, yeah, I'm a little disappointed that they're not together, man. But, I mean, I, I, if, I if Bobby's Bobby doing Brown his set, I'm cool. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I wish, wish, I wish he never met Whitney. Oh, here comes Rashawn Jamal talking about the deceased. Because, no, I'm, whatever she does, whatever she does. But I think he would still to this day be Bobby Brown if he went there mm. instead of he's Bobby Brown adjacent right, right now. Right, right, Because even when even when he was making good enough and getaway, he, he just didn't take his shirt off. We just had a little <laughs> bit of a six pack. Just, yeah, he can't take that shirt off now, bro. I mean, he's still well, but he shouldn't. He shouldn't. So, Him nor Casey. And I mean, I think I think if you wouldn't have met her, he would have still had it popping off. Um, and you know what's funny, man? I always mm-hmm. it's always been interesting that people would attribute uh, for a long time. People attributed her drug use to him, but the other way around. Yep, she got him on drugs. That's, again, <laughs> if he wouldn't have met her, mm-hmm. if he would have stayed with Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been fine. Oh man, that is. Yeah. Oh, also one one slap, uh, small thing about Bobby Brown, his role in the Thin Line Between Love and Hate is one of my favorite things that ever. Was funny. That was a funny. Yeah. yeah, it was a good role. And the reason, and the the main reason besides being a huge Bobby Brown fan is I did not know he was in the movie, and he just popped up on the screen. He did. He really like, did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. Stop it. He really did. And he carried oh, yeah. the scenes too, man. He was good. Yeah. He was really good. Um, so yeah, man, it's it's time for us to get up on out of here, put a bow on this podcast. Don't uh, be cruel. Yeah, don't be cruel. Before we get out of here, man, let uh tell tell the people where they can find you, where they can hit you up at. Uh you can hit me up at, at King of Stage. Yeah, King of Pod. King of Pod. Um listen. It depends on what you like. If you like the, uh, if you listen to this and you like the R&B and you like nostalgia, um, you go on your Twitter machines and you you follow me at Eclectic. Um, what you what you'll get is a lot of randomness mm-hmm. and um, some 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 old school some old school feelings. Uh, just so you know, that is uh, E C L E C. T-I-K. Um, Eclectic Discussion Podcast has um, a few R&B themed past episodes. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the Mary J. Blige Kill R&B. There's uh, 90s R&B. Mm-hmm. There's a whole thing dedicated to female R&B groups of the 90s. There's a Slow Jams um, uh, podcast. There's um, something else. You did an E one too. 
Hey, it's a new edition. Yep. Uh, the uh, any pod break yep. is what it's called. Uh, did the any pod break? So it's a lot of stuff. Uh, you go and listen to that. Um, if you're feeling hip hoppity, and uh, we're only talking about the rapidiest of the raps, <laughs> um, we all enunciate over on this side. Um, at Tweet Rhymes Life, Encyclopedia Hip Hop is the podcast. Um, you can ask a lot of stuff over there. And then if you're feeling extra froggy and you want to follow me everywhere, mm. at one gotta go. Um, I put all the music up there because, you know, that it try to bring people together. Um, um, but yeah, you can follow that, play the game with me. And um, you can always hit me up and ask questions. I got answers. You might not like what the answer is, but I got the answers. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what's up. No doubt, no doubt. Well, you've been listening this long. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, you know how to find me and you know how to get down. As always, thank you for listening, tuning in, downloading, subscribing to the edition of the 12 Kyle Podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. So for my boy, Eclectic, we out of here. We'll catch you next time. Five Gs.